Welcome to the Career Academy podcast series. This work is a fabulous way to connect brilliant Kappa women who are managing the ups and downs of the workforce today. You all, we learned a lot and we can't wait to hear what your big takeaways are and maybe some of your big aha moments too. so excited today to have two guests on our Career Academy podcast for Kappa Kappa Gamma. We've got Mary dialing in all the way from Toronto, and she's going to share some interesting stories about her life experiences and a new business that she just started called Mary's Muffins. And then all the way from Carmel, Indiana, which is my hometown, we've got Madeline, who runs the Buzzing Blonde, which is a consultant company for social media, which by the way, I might have to hire Maddie at the end of this because I am desperate for help in social media. It's my least favorite thing to do. So we're joining these two incredible women, Kappas from across the country and globe, who are going to share some insider information on something really important, which is how do we take really smart professional risks. And I think what I'm excited about sharing is what's the difference between the risks and the regrets? And how do we do this in a brilliant way to support other women, of course. Welcome both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, welcome, welcome. So today, what I want to know, both of you have started your own businesses. Mary, can I ask you first, Where did the inspiration come from? Did you have to jump off the cliff? Were you feeling overwhelmed? Are you still feeling overwhelmed? Where are you in the process? Well, let's start with where the inspiration came from. Uh, So I started my business 10 years ago, but the idea for my business came about 11 years ago when I was working with two life coaches because I was in that uh, deep despair that I needed two people working on my life. I had gone through a really uh, challenging breakup and decided to hire a couple of life coaches. Those life coaches helped me get myself organized, get myself out of the dumps, and then they actually helped me design and discover this idea around creating a coaching business for managers. My work revolved around managers. I was a management consultant, so I knew a lot about what they dealt with on a day-to-day basis. I was beginning to appreciate a lot around life coaching, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a life coach specifically for managers? So I created a company called The Management Coach. I was, I think, the first in the internet world to kind of grab that keyword of management coaching, and and that sort of started to build and build and build. In the first three years, I did a lot of subcontracting work, and then that started to dry up, and I had to get really, really clear on my marketing plan, and so hired a couple of business coaches, learned how to market, learned how to sell, came through that, and have been growing ever since. So the business is doing great right now. It's a lot easier than it was in the beginning because I've got all my systems and all my processes are in place and my team is in place. So uh, things are things are doing a lot better now than in the beginning. Mary, what is so fascinating to me is that when women are starting their own business or in general they're taking a professional risk, it usually comes from a pain point. It usually comes not from some magical inspiration, but it usually comes from, I was there and I needed this kind of help, 
or I was propelled into it because of a job change or, or a, a business change or a manager change. And all of a sudden that pushed me over the edge. Maddie, did you feel that way too? I did. So when I started my business, I was working full time at Adidas and I actually, I loved Adidas. I loved my boss. I loved my coworkers, but my position that I had at Adidas, it was a graphic designer, but we did a lot of tedious work. So we weren't free to do a lot of the creative graphic design. So it was one of those things where I had always said I wanted to start my own social media marketing agency and I really just needed a creative outlet. So my fiance was like, why not just start it now? Yeah, I just find I've been, I've owned my own business for six years and I find that all the women that I work with who are my colleagues and companions and all of this, they've just said there was something that happened that they go, I don't have any choice anymore. I have to do this. I have to take this risk in my life or A, I'll regret it or B, I won't have the the finances to live in the way that I want to live. And so I have to jump. I have to make this big leap. And along the way, there are some huge challenges and some overwhelming experiences. Can you all talk to us Maddie, we'll start with you first this time. What were some of the things that you were unexpected and or some of the biggest challenges you faced? Where do I begin? Because entrepreneurship is just, it's quite a ride. I guess we'll start with unexpected things that have happened. So this year I actually lost my job. So I wasn't working for Adidas. I went on to another company, um, small business, I guess we can say, and Whenever somebody would ask me while I was working at Adidas, when do you see yourself starting the Buzzing Blonde full-time? I'd always say, oh, in the next five years, in the next five years. And then, obviously, you know, life throws you a curveball and you just got to go for it. So losing my job, that was definitely unexpected, but definitely a push in the right direction. So we're into month, what, 10 now of me being a full-time entrepreneur and again, I'm learning as I go. So ha- coming up with my systems, coming up with a team and just, I don't know, I feel like my days keep me on the edge of my, my seat. I never know what's going to happen, which also makes it exciting. Okay. So the deal is the inspiration comes or the ledge that you have to jump off comes and then the excitement It's almost like a bell curve. You get so excited about starting a business or taking a big professional risk. And then all of a sudden, it's what they call blissful ignorance, turns into what in the world I'm doing? Why why did I make this choice to start this new business or, or take this risk that was unexpected? So walk us through some of the challenges that you've had. What And what were the things that were unexpected along the way? Losing my job the second day of the year, I didn't lose my job from Adidas. I actually went on after Adidas to another small business. I was fired the second day of the year, which was interesting, but honestly, it was a blessing in disguise, and I don't regret it. I definitely think that every day is a new day. Something new can happen. I'm always at the edge of my chair wondering what's next, but it's definitely been a fun journey. 
learning about myself, how I function as a boss. I did just hire a VA, so a virtual assistant, which I'm really excited about to help me come up with some systems. Yeah, I mean, the ledge comes, I think that's the way you described it. And, you know, Maddie talked about kind of getting fired and my ledge was actually making a choice. So I had to decide if I was going to leave my job or or stay. And the challenge for me was making the choice to leave. So that's kind of the first challenge that you face when you decide to start a new business is actually starting. I actually had to quit my job and I had to jump off the ledge and go forward and actually start doing things. So then I think that idea of blissful ignorance comes into play because you're going, okay, let's go get all these clients. And the very first thing you do is you jump online and you figure out social media and mailing lists and how do you write a blog and how do you create a website and all of that stuff is really great. None of it has anything to do with actually getting paid. That's the challenge. And I think, you know, Maddie has the perfect job to be able to describe that to you from the customer's perspective is you kind of start and you hope that customers will just arrive and then you realize how really, really hard it is to go and get customers. So I would say that was my first real, real challenge and had to really figure it out. And it was debilitating trying to figure that out. It was a skill set I had absolutely, probably almost zero experience with. And it was an investment. I had to hire coaches. I had to take courses. I had to spend a whole lot of money that I wasn't making (laughs) trying to learn how to make money. And then, you know, once you get through that, and that period probably took me about two years, and I accumulated a whole bunch of debt just trying to figure out how to pay off my debt. But really, that debt was the propeller, so to speak. It's the thing that propelled me to keep going and figure it out because I had to, because now I had to pay off this debt. Uh, And that's what really helped make things happen. And I always tell my clients, if you hit a wall, you have to learn how to climb, dig, scale, work around it. You just have to figure out how to get on the other side of that wall. Absolutely. So why do you think then women are so afraid to take these professional risks? What you're saying is that it's heartache. It is it is trying to figure something out that seems like an unsolvable puzzle, but yet yields so much joy often and so much inspiration and so much value to to matching what we love to do and producing something for other people that we love to do. But wh- why Why do you think there are so many fears wrapped around this? I, I actually don't think women are afraid to take these risks. I think women take these risks more than men do. If if you look at all of the entrepreneurial startups that are, are coming out, the majority of them are women. And women do it because they're not satisfied in the workplace and they're not getting the flexibility that they need and they're not getting the recognition that they need. And so most of the new CEOs in North America are women. So I don't think there is a fear amongst women of starting it. I think there is an apprehension that some women have to start it and it's no different than anybody else. It is risky. There is a security in getting a paycheck. And if you're the breadwinner for your family, it's even more of a security blanket that you need that paycheck. And it's because of your lifestyle. 
You have a lifestyle. You expect to maintain it. You don't want to downsize. You don't want to cancel your television subscription. You don't want to reduce your phone bill. There's all of these lifestyle choices that we've made that we don't want to lose. And that's really where the apprehension comes. And the way that I got over it is I told myself, if in this job I'm making X amount of dollars, that is my going rate on the market. That's my going rate. And so if I leave this job and I go do something else, I should still be able to attract my going rate. And I did. I mean, it took me a few years and I would always recommend if you're going to start a business, make sure you have a few years worth of funds available to you, whether that means subcontracting or doing something so that you're not in desperation mode. But it does take a few years to get back there. But then you get back there and you're above and beyond where you were. And that's the reward for the risk that you're taking that so many other people don't. My sister and I have been having this fascinating conversation recently. My oldest nephew has just graduated from college, got a phenomenal job, and we keep saying to each other, why are we not dreaming like a 23-year-old? Why don't we have the energy around something new and fresh and exciting? And then we said, well, we're old. And also because it's so scary and there are some risks. And part of that risk, Mary, as you were saying, is that what if I have to give up a lot to get where I want? What if I have to take a decrease in pay or in in flexibility or whatever it is? And so then you go, you know what? I'm just going to stick with where, right where I am. But we are so inspired by Kyle because he's got this job and he's saying to us, I'm going to start a coffee company. And I'm going to start brewing beer on the weekends. And we're like, yes, I want to start a coffee company. And then I go, no, 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 I don't really want to start a coffee company. But what we're saying regularly is that there's something that we start to lose, particularly us as we get older, which is that dreaming factor or the factor of feeling like we can take those big risks. So Maddie, walk us through what you're thinking about all of this too. So I always get annoyed when... You know, you see these commercials or, I don't know, books, and they're playing women as being too sensitive and, you know, we don't like to be called bossy. But quite frankly, I don't really care if I'm called bossy because I know that that, if I were a man, you know, I'd be making power moves. It'd just be called power moves. My mom was the breadwinner. So I think that, honestly... A lot of my upbringing made my sister and I who we are today. I already know that for a fact because both my parents were ahead of their time. We grew up with two working parents. My mom was the breadwinner. My dad would do our hair in the morning. He was really good, by the way, at like French braiding. And he would clean just very much in the early 90s. I know that wasn't really a thing, but... I just, again, where I don't think women are scared to take risk, I think that with my upbringing, I was encouraged to stand my ground. And again, as a millennial, I've definitely faced challenges when it comes to people not taking me seriously, especially when my clients are older and majority of them are because again, social media is a newer thing and business owners yeah, they've been in the business for a while and have only ever done, you know, marketing when it comes to email marketing or advertising, you know. So social media is very new and they need 
the younger people, but there's, I don't know if it's really necessarily a negative connotation. It's eye-opening when people will be like, oh, let's just hire the young kid, you know, where, yes, just because I'm younger or you're the youngest employee at your business is young it doesn't mean they're gonna they're gonna know social media like I went to school for social media marketing here's what I'm hearing from all of you is that you're seeing that women are taking risks and they're not as afraid as we presumed they were and that makes that makes me really happy I work with women all day every day and I love that you're sensing that women are are out there doing what they're supposed to be doing which is using their voices and starting businesses and speaking up in the in the office space. So here's a question that I have for you. Who has been on your team along the way? Because I have to tell you, I've got a crew of people that I call when I'm about to take a big risk personally or professionally. So who's on your team that supports you through all of this? Definitely my family, my fiance, and my mentor, Kim, who was also my Adidas boss. And why was she so magical? I have experienced good bosses and bad bosses. And Kim has, she set the, she set the bar high. She was my first corporate boss and my last corporate boss. For her, I am forever thankful. You know, she is that boss who will give it to me straight. She won't sugarcoat it. And I am a woman who needs that. You, you needed that direct feedback from her regularly. Yes. Yeah. Mary, what about you? Do you have a Kim in your life? I have so many people, and I think this is one of the things that makes it easier for women to actually start businesses is we are surrounded by support, and we're not afraid to take the support. We're not afraid to ask for help. So uh, people that I can think of that have helped me would be my coaches that I've hired uh, specifically to help me in certain areas. Uh, My old boss from the consulting company that I used to work for, he has always been supportive and um, even so much so that at one point in my business, he actually handed me one of his clients and he said, here, do this work, get paid for it, take all of the income and do what you need to do. Um, And so he entrusted that client to me so that I could get, uh, get some income coming in. So he's been amazing. My husband is very supportive. He was in there yesterday with me baking muffins uh, for my new business, helping me put together all the boxes and put stickers on boxes. So there's that. My parents are super supportive. You know, they're not entrepreneurs. They're not university educated. They're immigrants from Greece. They uh, have most of the time no idea what the heck I'm doing or why I'm doing it, but have never ever said, don't do it, or what are you doing? They just kind of ask, how are you doing? How can we help? What do you need? Um, Even if it's as much as just feeding my child or watching him, which I did have to do yesterday, I dropped him off right after school and said, see you in a few hours because I had to go make deliveries. So so it is, there is a, there's always a team. There's always a team. And And a virtual assistant, I think, Maddie, you mentioned that, uh, you had hired a virtual assistant to help you get organized. They're amazing. If you find a really, really good one, they'll do anything you ask them to do, and they'll do it well. And I've had the same one now for probably seven years, I think. Oh, that's awesome. I'm seriously so excited. <laughs> I need help. 
everybody needs a little help along the way. And I think having a crew, whatever the term is that you use, it's having people who have your back and you can brainstorm and get some feedback from. So here's my next question to all of you. Two things. What risk should women be taking in the workplace right now? And did you have any regrets yourself? So Maddie, let's start with you. Where should women be thinking about taking risk in the workplace? And then tell me if you had any regrets along the way. When it comes to considering what risk we should take in the workplace, definitely leaving a comfortable environment for a challenge. I've definitely been a kid who always, my parents will joke, I'm always pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. The second I get comfortable, I'm just like, well, I'm too comfortable. Let's let's switch things up. Let's spice things up. And leaving Adidas was definitely one of those things. I was comfortable. Ideally, I would have loved to have more funds before doing the Buzzing Blonde full time. But luckily that team I had, my fiance, are able to support me. And that was definitely hard to do to except my ego was bruised a little bit but again I think it was the universe telling me you were too comfortable so here we go let's let's start something new and then the other thing we should consider in the workforce is asking for promotions but not necessarily money I think that we are a generation who We need to ask for more maternity leave. We need to ask for more vacation time. I've told my friends and family, if I were to ever go back to corporate America, I, yes, I love money. Who doesn't love money? But at the same time, working for myself and, you know, with being quarantined, it's just everything. Seeing my families, my family and friends in quarantine and you know who they work for it just made me really realize that a company who lets you have unlimited vacation time or to be able to work from home a few days a week that's invaluable and then your other question was did i have any regrets or do i have any regrets and honestly no did i have doubts heck yes Again, being being let go the second day of the year, wondering if leaving Adidas was the right decision, you know, I had my doubts, but my faith is strong. Faith in myself and belief in myself was strong enough to just keep pushing me through. Yeah, that's great. Mary, same question to you. What are some areas women need to think about in terms of taking professional risk? You know, particularly if they're in a workplace working for somebody else and they're not entrepreneurs like the two of you are. This is a great question. I think Maddie hit it on the head. Now is the right time to ask for flexibility if that's what you want. Uh, I think the biggest challenge we all have right now is time. Everybody is overwhelmed. They're overworking. Even though they're working from home, it's like they feel like they have to do more. And this is what all my clients are telling me and they work in the corporate environment okay, so you're working and you don't have time for yourself and you don't have time for your family. So, well, we're in the middle of COVID. We're experiencing this whole new shift where companies are realizing that, oh, flexible work actually happens and we can do this and people can work from home. And so all of the organizations 
across North America have figured out how to make work from home work. They've figured out how to make flexibility work. So now is the time to figure out how you're going to negotiate that for yourself. And if that's not something you can negotiate for yourself, then why don't you start negotiating your priorities? Negotiate the work that's coming at you. So I think the biggest risk that women could take right now that would be most worthwhile is learn how to negotiate. Learn how to negotiate delicately, gently, but effectively and assertively so that you're not overwhelmed, you've got a handle on your priorities, you're doing the work that needs to get done, you're succeeding with your objectives, you're getting the promotions, all of that kind of lines up to figure out how to negotiate better. And that's a huge risk and a lot of people, men and women, will shy away from that. But it's the one thing that I'm talking to most of my clients about the most right now. Mary, I have to know, any regrets along the way? The only thing I wish I had done sooner was hire my business coach. Hiring a business coach to learn how to sell and market my services would have been terrific if I had done it in like year two, once I had my coaching certification. Uh, but otherwise, everything just falls into place. You, you figure it out. And even though it's a challenge, works out to be exactly what you needed. Uh, one of my mentors would say, your challenges aren't in the way, they're on the way. Oh, whoa. Will you say that again? Your challenges aren't in the way, they're on the way. Oh my gosh. And what does that mean to you? It just means every challenge is perfectly designed to help you get where you want to go. I love that. I do too. Mary, we're going to have to make t-shirts out of this saying. (laughs) I I got it from a man named Dr. John Demartini. I don't know if it's his originally, but that's where I heard it. Whether you are ready to take a big risk and go out and be an entrepreneur and start your own business, or it is time to speak up in a meeting or deliver the best new product or service for your company, What I want to know from both of you is what is the best advice that you received along the way and what's the best advice that you would give having the experiences that you've already had? So the best piece of advice I've ever been given is that you're going to fail every day in one way or another, but tomorrow's a new day. And I love that because again, we always have a to-do list, or at least I do, that's a mile long and You're not going to make everybody happy. So knowing that you're doing your best, that's all you can do. And then my piece of advice to everyone listening, especially those who are still in school, would be create professional and personal boundaries at a young age. I'm only 26 and one of my clients actually complimented me the other day on it. And it was one of those things where I didn't realize it, but you you do have to make those boundaries. Social media, I'm always on my phone, you know, and you have your email. You always have to be on. But my clients know that just because my phone is by my side does not mean I'm going to respond right away because I may be responding to an email. I might be creating a graphic. I might just be enjoying my time on my phone. So creating those professional and personal boundaries at a young age, I think do it, do it. And it, you're going to have less anxiety attacks, or at least I have. I love that. I, 
I wish I was as wise as you are in my 20s. <laughs> I wish I had known how to set the, the professional and personal boundaries. It makes so much sense. But no, it took me until my late 30s, early 40s to figure that out. And that's okay too, I guess. Uh, the best uh, professional advice that I ever got actually was probably when I was looking into business schools to do my MBA. I was checking out the University of Toronto and went to one of their receptions and was talking to the recruiter. And she said, so are you going to apply? Are you going to apply? And they were really, really trying to get women into the program because their numbers weren't very good for women. And I said, yeah, you know, I think I might apply next year. I, you know, it was pretty late in the season and I'd have to go study and pass the GMAT and all of that. And she said, well, you know, the only difference between this year and next year is that the price is going to go up. And I went, hmm, so if I wait, it costs more. And I applied that advice to much of the professional risks that I take. Uh, if I wait, it costs more. I mean, that's not always true. Sometimes if you wait, a sale will come up in the grocery aisle and it will cost less. But for the most part, when we're dealing with life, uh, if you wait, it can tend to cost more. Sometimes it doesn't, but a lot of times it does. So that's what I, uh, that's the advice that I, I generally put into practice. Mary, I imagine that you are the best coach. You've got all of these great one-liners for us to remember along the way. You might have a new client by the end of this. I'm like, okay, maybe, yep, maybe I didn't hire my coach now. Okay. You all, here's my last question for both of you. What's your next professional risk? What are you dreaming about doing next? I can uh, start with this one. So my next professional risk is in flight right now. I have literally just in the last couple of weeks started a muffin business and I am baking healthy handcrafted muffins and delivering them to parents and families in my community. I think my next risk is honestly hiring a business coach after after this whole conversation. I think I've been scared to, you know, spend money on myself and the business itself. So definitely investing more in myself and the business to continue growing. I love that. I, that's always the answer for me is what, what can I invest in? What professional development can I get? What certification is next on my list? to add to my repertoire so that I can get better and then I can serve my clients better. But all of it, right? All of it is such a risk. And I'm so glad that you were able to walk us through some of your own experiences so that we can just get better at what we do every single day. So Mary and Maddie, you've been rock stars today. Thanks for joining me on our Career Academy podcast. And we appreciate all of the wisdom and advice that you shared. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that podcast recording as much as we did. Mary and Maddie had so much insider information. And what I love is that I'm hearing from both of them today is that women are taking risk in the workplace and they're starting their own businesses and they're speaking up in ways that I think we weren't even a generation ago. So I'm hopeful that all of us are thinking today about some risk that we need to take and dreaming about the next big item on our checklist. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you on the other side. This Career Academy series is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, hosted by Aaron Murphy Fisher and produced by me, Ryan Gannon. 
Special thanks to today's guests, and a very special thank you to Kim Mirabelli, Villanova, whose generous support makes this programming possible. 